Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast, Financial Services Edition. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I'm joined by John Gross of the JC Gross Agency. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Uh, my pleasure to be here, Seth. It is our pleasure to have you. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in financial services and insurance. Well, first of all, I had no idea that I was going to be in insurance and I just a uh, stroke of fate. I was in the restaurant business for about eight years, started when I was 15 and uh, got married in 1981, which is when I started in the insurance business too. was still in the restaurant business. Our local insurance agent came over to a little one bedroom duplex I lived at in St. Anne, Missouri, and talked to me and my wife about some renter's insurance and some health insurance. And I'm sitting on the couch and he looked over at me and Bob Luster was his name. And Bob said, hey, John, I think you make a pretty good insurance agent. I said, really? Well, what's that all about? You make your own hours. The more you make, the sky's the limit. It's all up to you. And I said, wow, where do I sign? Because that didn't, that sounded like me. I was very ambitious and I wanted a, a shot. So 1981, I got in the business and I was in the property casualty business. But very, very early on, you know, I, I learned about life insurance and planning for people's futures. And that just grabbed me to the core and I just was a stroke of luck that I found my calling in life, if you will. Absolutely. So what were you doing in the restaurant business? I was doing just about everything. I started out as a dishwasher at a Bonanza sirloin pit. And within two months, I was head cook. Um, it just always like a challenge in my life. I, I was in the Boy Scouts when I was a kid. and I made it to Eagle Scout. And so after uh, I worked in Bonanza for a while, I moved up through different restaurants and eventually became a manager of a restaurant. Um, but at my last uh, gig, if you will, I was a full-service dining waiter in a five-star restaurant wearing a tuxedo every day. Wow. Okay. So do you have, I, I know it's a long time ago. Do you have any idea why he said, I think you'd make a great insurance agent? Well, you know, I think it's because I feel I, I feel I've always had personal skills, people skills. You know, I've I've been good at talking to people and, you know, uh, listening, being a good listener. I think that's a big part of it, and paying attention to what other people needs. I I, I don't I think because I want to serve people uh, is one of the reasons. You know, I think if you're in a service business, you really have to care about what you're doing for somebody. 
Okay, so you took the leap of faith, you left the restaurant business, you went into insurance. Talk to me about how you got started in insurance, how that went, how that, how that progressed. Well, you know, when I went to um, get into the insurance business, I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in the early days prospecting, doing door flyers, hanging things. We didn't have computers back in 1981, and so it was a telephone or some kind of marketing. And I remember my very first appointment was uh, – Another agent went with me because I didn't really know what I was doing. It was just brand new to me. And I had somebody called me up for a quote on some car insurance. And um, we showed up at this uh, apartment building where I had put door hangers out. And I, it was a Vietnamese uh, family. I remember his name 37 years ago, Sang wow. Lee and his family. We walked in the door. It smelled like uh, Vietnamese cooking in there. We sat down and uh, we started talking to him about car insurance and going over coverages. I didn't really know what I was doing, but Mark did. And we filled out apps and he bought auto insurance that night. The next day I realized how important it was for somebody to have car insurance because I, I had a phone call from somebody who had just been in an accident and didn't have insurance and wanted to know if they could buy insurance. I said, well, sure, but your accident is not going to be covered, unfortunately. And, um, you know, right off the bat, I learned how important integrity was and how important it was to be yourself and do the right thing all the time. Uh, sometimes people say, well, look, nobody else will know if you just fudge the rules or cheat or do something or backdate something. I said, yeah, well, I'll know. And I have to look at myself in the mirror every single day, and I can't do that. Over the years, I've had people call up and say, look, I got a ticket and I didn't have insurance and can you do this? I said, well, I wouldn't do it for my own mother. I would pay her ticket, but I wouldn't backdate something. I said, but look, if I would lie to the company that writes my paycheck, why wouldn't I lie to you? How could anybody mm -hmm. trust me? Or somebody, you'll lie to somebody. That is an excellent point. And I, that's an ethical writer downer right there. I love that. That's a great line to use because people obviously ask us that. So, all right. So you made your first sale and talk a little bit about how it evolved from there. Well, you know, I got comfortable doing this by myself. And uh, so I showed up at another apartment one night and met with a, a fellow who was working at a, a corporation and uh, Boeing. Actually, it was McDonnell Douglas back then. It's a big corporation. When I went into his apartment, we were going to take care of renter's insurance and car insurance that night. I'm looking around. It looked like everything he had in his apartment came from somebody's garage sale. We sat at a little folding table with folding card chairs in his kitchen, and I wrote up his car insurance and his renter's insurance. He was very happy with that, and I said, well, if you have a minute, there's something else I'd like to show you here. And so I get out this brochure. I remember the product was an L95 life based on a 95-year mortality table. It was a whole life policy, and they taught us how to fill out the brochure. We had a manual that had all the figures in it, and I could show him how much the premium was, how much his cash value would be in 10 years, 20 years, and at age 65. And I just filled out the brochure exactly like I was told to do, and he says, okay, sign me up. Of course, I just was befuddled. I had no idea what I had just done, but I figured somehow I need to fill out an app. And I fumbled around and found an app and I'm filling this out. And I can't even believe that he bought this insurance. I just, I didn't understand what I had done. So I finished it. I took it down payment, folded up my stuff in my briefcase. And I decided to ask him because it was just killing me. You know what, Tom, this guy's name was Tom Leak. I remember it today. And I said, Tom, what got you to buy this? I said, I don't want to sound stupid here, but why, why did you buy this? My dad retired. He didn't have a penny to his name. I realized if I'm going to be you know, able to have a nice retirement, I'm going to have to find different ways to put some money aside. And this looked like a perfect way for me. He wasn't married. 
He didn't have kids. He didn't have a mortgage. He didn't have debt. But he had a reason, and it was his reason. And right then and there, I realized that it's all about the customer, the consumer, the individual. It's not about me. It's not about what I want or need. It's about what they need. And I struck a nerve without even knowing I was doing it. And from that point forward, you know, I, I would talk to people about having their own discipline investment savings plan along with protection and a legacy. And it really resonates with people because it's for them. It's not for me. It's for them. That is an absolutely incredible way to look at it. Along the way, you've served thousands of clients over the last almost 40 years. Talk to me about some of the folks where you actually saw it come to fruition, because that's kind of why we do what we do, right? Exactly. Well, there's some happy stories and some sad stories that go along with that. I wrote a brother, uh, two brothers who were running a wholesale business downtown St. Louis in a pretty tough neighborhood, and they were doing wholesale to grocery stores and convenience stores. We wrote a million dollars worth of term insurance on each one of them. They both lived together in the same household. They had pretty large families, uh, happened to be an Indian family, last name Patel. There's a lot of those around. And one day some thugs came into their wholesale business because they, they had a lot of cash there. Just the way that a lot of these small convenience stores do business, they buy three, four, five thousand dollars worth of cash down to buy, buy their wholesale product. These guys came in with automatic weapons and they shot and killed the manager of the store. They shot this guy's niece in the leg and they dropped one of the brothers to the floor on his knees and held a gun to his head and asked for all the money and shot him in the head right in front of his oh other brother. God. I was just, it was just horrific. And that's the horrible, sad part. The thing is, is that the business probably would have gone under and the families would have struggled had we not had the life insurance. And so I was able to deliver the check to the family and uh, actually they get a checkbook so that they can just write out what they need when they need it. And it's very sad that they lost uh, Jack is the guy's name. You know, years later, the business is thriving. The family's successful. They've recovered, you know, certainly financially. I don't know if you ever recover emotionally from something like that, but we made a difference and that's what we're here to do. There were some other times like back in 2008, there were a whole lot of rough times for people financially. And I had some people walk through the front door of the agency and they needed to either borrow or cash in their life insurance policies because they were just in a really tough situation. And so it's kind of a bittersweet thing. You know, it's sweet that they had something to fall back on. It's better that they had to do it. But had they never started to begin with, there wouldn't be anything to cash in. And many of those people started over again after that. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the happy stories. Let's talk about the times when it was, hey, it worked and I was able to retire and things worked out. What about, can you, can you give us some, some examples of the happier times? Well, absolutely. Yeah. So the, uh, the people that have disciplined themselves to pay in for a long time and, you know, reach that retirement age, they have all kinds of options. Uh, one of my clients had annuitized his life insurance policy assets into a monthly stream of income. And it supplements his everyday lifestyle along with his social security check that he gets and a small pension that he had. The three of them put together, give him a pretty comfortable lifestyle. You know, this is what it's meant to do. It's meant to supplement. It's not necessarily meant to be the whole thing. But when we get ready to retire, we have this pie, if you will. And there's several different slices in this pie. One of them is Social Security. 
And I truly believe Social Security will be here in the future, but it's it's never going to be enough, really, for anybody to live a, a really enjoyable lifestyle. So that's one slice of the pie. Then I put life insurance in as a slice of the pie. Maybe somebody's mortgage, if they do a reverse mortgage, maybe they put some money into an IRA or a 401k. So when this is all, this whole pie is put together, it's it's like not having all your eggs in one basket, as mom used to say. And life insurance is an important piece of that pie, that retirement pie, because what it does is it protects all the other pieces should you die too young, and it becomes one of the vehicles that you use in your retirement if you're fortunate enough to live a long life, as we all hope to do. Absolutely. I know you do a lot of work with business owners, and a lot of business owners don't realize that life insurance is one of the last great tax shelters in America. Can you talk a little bit about how you help them with that? Yeah, we've been uh, in the industry, you know, fighting that battle, I guess, if you will, to keep the politicians from ever taxing life insurance benefits. So there are are several very favorable tax aspects to a life insurance policy. One thing is all of the accumulation in the policy grows on a tax deferred basis and potentially can be taken out tax free uh, over a lifetime if you borrow it out of the policy strategically and you build enough cash. Um, but really, the the biggest tax uh, benefit of all, I guess, is the fact that life insurance proceeds, when they're paid out, there are no taxes. So 100% of the death benefit, if you will, goes to whoever it is. So you have partners in business a lot of times, sometimes several partners, and we have to do either a cross-purchase or a buy-sell plan where we figure out how to get the shares out of the, let's say, deceased party's name into the other business owners and still take care of the family of the one person who passed away. So they have an agreement drawn up, usually by an attorney, and it's funded by a life insurance policy. And all of those proceeds go in tax-free. Now, on bigger, larger structured sales, there's times when we can actually deduct the cost of the life insurance as a business expense, and we can do what's called a split dollar plan where you double bonus it back to the one of the owners or the business partners so that the economic value to his family, that's going to be taxed on his return. And we just have the company pay out a bonus to pay that tax. So really, there's all kinds of tax advantages in doing it that way. Absolutely. You've shared so much information with us already. What do you like best about what you do? I believe that you should have a life of purpose. And I feel the purpose of life really in the end is to help other people. I think, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how much money we have or have had or made, you know, the only real commodity in life we have is time. And in that time, the way we spend that time and the difference that we make in other people's lives is what we're remembered for. None of us are getting out of here alive. And think during the time that we're here, we should you know, devote ourselves to helping other people and making a difference in other people's lives. And in the insurance business, it's what it's all about. You know, my real job is to help people when bad things happen. But the way I do that the best is I get there before the bad thing and I make sure there's a recovery plan. I make sure there's a path to keep things going and put the pieces back together. And I do that with property casualty insurance. And I do that, you know, most importantly, with the most valuable asset in the household. And that is the people, the people that are in there that create all of the other things that they have for their lifestyle. One way to look at it is you had a goose that laid golden eggs and you could only insure one of those two things, either the goose or the eggs. Which one would you insure? 
And we I, all know I, that if you have the goose, you can always get more eggs. And if the goose is gone, who's going to provide the eggs to the family? That is a great way to look at it. Um, I know that you are also in the midst of, uh, you're almost done writing a book. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that life has taught me over the years is things don't always work out. Maybe hardly ever work out exactly as you plan them. Maybe sometimes they work out better. Maybe sometimes not as good. But people I've found in talking over the years feel like sometimes that they're just going to go along and somehow it will all work out. And then as life goes by and they get older, they start to realize that there's things that they need to attend to, you know, things like an estate plan and a will and a trust and a power of attorney. And, you know, when something strikes at the core of their family and somebody's taken away or somebody's incapacitated, they start to think about this and they need resources. They need professionals to explain to them. It's not as scary as you think. If you have somebody you can trust. And I thought, what a better way to, to guide people than to give them something to read and have testimonial type question and answer sessions from people that they're going to need to talk to, an estate planning attorney, maybe a Medicare specialist, maybe a long-term care specialist, maybe somebody that does home um, counseling when people are older. I I know my father-in-law, he's kind of on his last leg and he's going to be needing some help in the household. And, you know, where does somebody turn to and who do they talk to? It's scary and it's new. And if you had a book to maybe walk you through all of these different stages of life that there isn't really a lot of, you know, training in for you as you go across your life. It's a great resource. And not only that, somebody local. For us, it's in the St. Louis area where I'm from. So I've found some of the best of the best local professionals in eight or different eight or 10 different uh, professions so that I could interview them and put them in this book and be able to hand this to people that really need to do some background study before they make these decisions. That is a great idea. We will definitely have you back on the show when the book comes out to share it with everyone. And we will make sure to let everyone know where to go to get a copy of that book. John, we greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been talking with John Gross of the JC Gross Agency. John, thanks again. All right. Thank you. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.